Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of Polk County Today. Polk County Today is a weekly public affairs program that takes a longer look at subjects of interest in our area. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's Polk County Today. And I am pretty sure that most kids... I couldn't wait for summer vacation to be over when I was a kid because I wanted to go back to school. Weird. Uh, But there are uh, probably a lot more kids who are uh, (laughs) dreading the fact that summer vacation is nearly done, Uh, um, which means now is the time to help out the teachers and help out the kids make sure that they have everything they need to go back to school. Matt Cantrell is here. It's time to stuff the bus, Matt. Yes, it is. Thanks for having us again. <laughs> we're looking on, forward man? to it. It's been 21 years in the making, and we're ready for another one of Lakeland's hottest summer event right here in the parking lot next to Hall Communications. So we're Ooh. really excited about uh, what's going to happen next week. Oh, yeah. Uh, so uh, you've had uh, collection boxes around town uh, for the last uh, month or so. or Yes, sir. And... Uh, Collecting school supplies. Uh, what kind of supplies are we looking for? Well, you know, the crazy thing is perhaps when you and I went to school, all you needed was some paper and a folder, a box of crayons maybe, and some pencils. But mm-hmm. uh, I was reading the list yesterday from one of the schools here, and they were asking for hand soap, hand sanitizer, uh, liquid, um, excuse me, Lysol spray, Post-it notes, index cards, dry erase markers, paper towels, tissue stuff that we would consider non-traditional school items. Um, so we're looking for things like that as well as the pencils and the pens and the crayons and, and those things that will help a student as well as the teachers in the classroom. Yeah, and backpacks. and Backpacks, yeah. we certainly oh, yeah. welcome those as well. You know, unfortunately, uh, a lot of times teachers pay out of pocket to help out the kids, yeah. um, you know, have the things that they need to, to be in class. But... Uh, Matt and his yeah, folks yeah, we've are been we've to been told that. we've been told over the years that a teacher will spend a thousand to fifteen hundred bucks in their own classroom, and that's uh, something that we try to help with with this particular campaign. While it's intended to help the students get their year started, mm-hmm. uh, we've been told the supplies we take to the twenty-eight elementary schools that we serve that that stuff will last four to five months in the in the classroom. So it's a it's a great start to the new year, not only for students and families in need, but also for those teachers to focus on teaching those first yeah. uh, few weeks of school. Oh, that's sure. awesome. Takes yeah. the burden off of the teachers, too. That's good. Yeah, they, they spend their own money. It's yeah, crazy. It's wild. So, uh, Lorian, your son is going into the fifth grade? Yep, Austin right here is going into fifth grade this year. Uh, what's on his list? There's a lot of stuff on this <laughs> list. <laughs> Every year I'm like, oh, my gosh. He needs five plastic, and they're very specific, right? Very so right, five so. plastic folders with pockets and brads, any color. He needs a pack of loose-leaf notebook paper wide ruled. He needs two packs of Dixon Terracotta. Yes, thank you, pencils. I don't know how to pronounce that one. Two packages, two counts of rectangular pink erasers. One one-and-a-half-inch binder. Do not purchase binder with zipper closer. closure. Two, it tells you, they're very specific. Two, three subject spiral notebooks, two, one subject spiral notebook, any color, two glue sticks, one package of colored pencils, earbuds labeled in a bag, dividers with tabs, which is an eight pack with the write on tabs, two packs of highlighters, pencil pouch, no boxes, and pick one, Clorox wipe, sanitizer, or tissues. Goodness gracious. It's crazy. That's, That's a, lot a lot of stuff. stuff. It's a lot of stuff. And if you go into most elementary schools, they have uniforms to tag on to yes, that. exactly. Yeah. That, uh, you know, the average family going back to school will spend, if you include the uniforms, probably 100 to 125 maybe 50 bucks a head when you add everything up that they need to start the school year. And there's right. just a lot of families out there that just don't have it. Yeah, if they have two or three kids, I don't know how they're doing it. Uh, I don't either. It's, it's expensive. Crazy. I don't get it. 
So yeah. is this to help like the kids that aren't able to get those things on their own so the yeah. teachers have yeah. them in the classroom yes, already? Yes, our event is, is different than a lot of the back-to-school bashes where you just give the stuff out to whoever shows up. But oh, okay. we, we deliver the, the supplies right to the schools, and we don't care how the schools distribute it. Some of them set up closets. Some of them just put the stuff in the cafeteria, and they call the teachers down to take what you need to go back to your classroom. Okay. But it's, it's there in the classroom. So if your kid, my kid, whoever's kid shows up one day and doesn't have a pencil— the pencil gotcha. is there, so it, okay. it it helps it helps people all across the uh, economic base of of life, if you will. Right, and I, I like the way that uh, you guys do it, Matt, because uh, you give it to the school, and they are the ones that actually know how it needs to be distributed. Very much. Who needs it the most, right. and, yeah, and that, that kind of thing. That's really a smart. Yeah, way yeah and, and again, you don't want to embarrass any kid if they're doing an art project and there's sure. not any crayons or markers or paint, and it's it's there in the classroom available to them. Then maybe they left it at home or whatever the case may be. Mm. So again, it, it helps at students at all level uh, in the classroom, and and again, we're excited about that. It's been 21 years in the making. This year, we will clear the one million dollar mark in school supplies for the 28 public elementary wow. schools we Oof. serve, and it's. And y'all have been a big part of it since the beginning. In fact, y'all were our first uh, partner that I reached out to Jessica 21 years ago and mm. said, uh, you know, we need we need a voice. And uh, <laughs> Hall Communication stepped up, and we're, we're certainly very appreciative of that partnership. Well, uh, we're very, very happy to help because it is a great cause. I'm just trying to think. I don't even think I had carried a backpack to school until I was in junior high school. Yeah. Probably so. Yeah, I didn't I think either. you showed up with a pencil and, you know, they had paper at school. Yeah, they and had everything. They they had everything, mm -hmm. right? Uh, but yeah. uh, you didn't have to take your own crayons, or you know, the fancy kids would bring their big sixty-four box, <laughs> box of sixty-four yeah. crayons with the sharpener on the side of the box. Right. Um, well, and you mentioned pencil sharpeners. Yeah. I saw pencil sharpeners on one of the lists I was looking at, yeah. uh, and I'm sitting there thinking, don't they have those in the classroom where <laughs> right. you walk up and do yeah. the little? I have one of those in my house. Well, I think I what happens, it. I think what happens, especially with this list for at least in Austin school, is they don't want you to label anything. Correct. So a lot of this stuff does get divvied out to the other kids that, that have families that can't afford right. to get the supplies. Yeah. And I know that they also have, um, you know, needs of, for computers in the classroom and stuff like that, too. So a lot of times what I try to do, at least with my office, is when we get rid of computers, I'm trying to make sure that they go somewhere like the schools to mm -hmm. help out. So if you are got a business and you want to do that, I'm sure the schools would appreciate that too. Well, sure. certainly the needs are great all across the board, and, and people are struggling. I say that every year they're struggling. It seems like there's always something going on, still families coming out of COVID and, yeah. and with the, the right prices. Of, the way the economy is right now. Yeah. Much yeah. So. So we're, there's always going to be a need for a program like Stuff the Bus. Uh, you know, we'll never cure it, mm -hmm. um, but we are, we're glad to be part of it to make sure that, that every child needs something or has something when they report back to school as well as those teachers in the classroom that, that may want to help those students as well. And now's yeah. the time to buy all the stuff, right? Don't yep. we have the tax-free? Tax-free tax holiday or the, yeah, the back-to-school tax holiday is on right now. Right. So, and, uh, and, and a lot of the department stores have uh, discounted prices, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. lost leaders, if you will, just mm -hmm. to get you in there. So so you buy the uniform and everything yeah. else while you're there. So mm. um, awesome. it's, a, it's a great time of year. If you're going to save 7% on sales tax, use that 7% to pick up a few little extra things. Come down here on August 3rd. From 7 to about 8.30 in the morning, drop in the box. We'll have some light refreshments for, for those that show up and get your day started off on the on the right side of things. Now, is there a place that people can go online, Matt, to see the, uh, a list of things that you need? Uh, 
there's two places they can look check us out on. One is our Facebook page, Lakeland Kiwanis. Uh, I think it's Lakeland Kiwanis on Facebook, and then LakelandKiwanis.com is our website mm. uh, if they want to check us out there as well. And if they'd like to make a contribution, you know, cash is always king. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. that allows us to buy things in bulk. Again, we, we, we try to distribute to all 28 elementary schools evenly because there's needs at every school. Yeah. Um, doesn't matter what end of the, the city you're on. So the cash does allow us to uh, make those purchases in bulk. And again, we distribute that stuff as, as evenly as we can to all 28 elementary schools. So LakelandKiwanis.com or check us out on Facebook. Now, have you guys uh, started the process of going around and picking up the co- the collection boxes? That have yeah, we started that on Monday. We, we try to get that last weekend before. So Monday yeah. and Tuesday leading up to Wednesday are kind of hectic as we're trying to sort everything. We've got great partnerships with uh, Office Furniture Depot and Two Men in a Truck. They're storing a lot of the stuff for us that we're collecting in advance, all the stuff that we bought. Awesome. And uh, they'll show up about 6.45 or 7 o'clock in the morning. We'll get it unloaded off the truck. Um, now, COVID changed the way we do things. As you may recall, when we first started doing these things, we inventoried every box of crayons and pencils and right. folders and what have you. And then during when at the height of COVID in 20, I guess it was, uh, the club president said, are we still going to do this? And I said, is the need still there? Um, so we were, but we, we adjusted how we did things. And instead right. of inventory and everything, which gave us an exact amount of how much we raised, we went to filling up a couple boxes and we said, okay, there's three or $400 in this box. There's four or $500 in that box. So we just came up with an average right. of the donated stuff. We obviously were out uh, soliciting for sponsors and what have you. So that gives us uh, this year, we're around $35,000 in cash. Wow. Nice. That has allowed us to buy the stuff in bulk. And then all the stuff that we get donated is, is, is just a bonus. And we really don't know what that's going to look like until mm. starting on Monday. So, but probably in that 50 to $60,000 range, once again, it's great. Well, and what wow. the Kiwanis uh, collects can definitely stuff a bus, but, uh, it's just more convenient to use a big old box truck. <laughs> yeah, very, very much so. In fact, this year we're going we're gonna to get the million-dollar banner out. We're going to have the photo op for the histories, and then we're going to have the bus drive right through the banner as oh, if we're cool. going towards that next million dollars. So awesome. it's going to be kind of exciting that day as we, we surpass that, that million-dollar mark. We're only $10,000 shy of it, so we know, wow. we know, we know we're going to hit it. So. Oh, yeah, that is fantastic. Yeah. So uh, how much, uh, you know, just last year, how much did you collect? Well, last year we did eighty thousand dollars. Okay, um, yeah, there was a big push last year for the hand sanitizers and the liquid wipes and mm. all sorts of cleaning products. Still and necessary. Still necessary, yeah. and it still helps the teachers in the classroom. The Kleenexes, you know, everybody knows, you know, little kids have runny noses and what have you. You got to take care of that. <laughs> yeah. And then after you take care of that, you need the Lysol spray and wipes to take care of you and everything else around oh, you. Yeah. So. So those things were, were huge in the donation that we had last year. That was our best year ever at $80,000. Um, I don't know that we'll hit that. And, and, again, our goal is not necessarily to hit the same amount every year. It's just to do the best we can to, to, to reach the classrooms and, and make a difference that way because we know from one year to next we may not get X, Y, or Z mm-hmm. because of a yeah. timing thing, just like we did with the cleaning supplies last year. While I suspect we will have some, I, I don't know what that amount will be this year. Well, hopefully a lot, because from the beginning of time, little kids have been germ factories. Oh, yeah. Very much so. <laughs> Austin's, Austin's like you. He can't wait to go back to school. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Matt Cantrell is here. He's uh, with uh, Lakeland Kiwanis, and it is time to stuff the bus. 
one more time, tell people how they can donate. Yes, uh, go to LakelandKiwanis.com. Check out our website. There's a link to uh, Stuff the Bus on our website page. Again, or pick something up when you're out this weekend and drive by. Next Wednesday morning, 7 a.m. to about 8.30, we'll be in the parking lot loading. And then we just load up our drivers and send them out to the elementary schools we serve. So cool. either yeah, way. Fantastic. Uh, all 28 elementary schools benefit from this program that in the 21st year or is 20 for this 21st wow. year yeah. wow. fantastic God bless you. matt thank you very much thank you appreciate all that you do this program was pre-recorded and may not reflect the most current information available please welcome with me to the show the founder and editor-in-chief of your local source for local information on the world wide web LakelandNow.com. Barry Friedman. Barry, what's going on? Well, first, I have no midnight confessions to give today. Because, you know, it seems like it's just the four of us, but I know there's a bunch of people out there listening. So <laughs> not confessing to anything. Okay. <laughs> you don't eat off the floor? Is that what you're saying? I have been known to eat a corn chip off the floor. Oh, boy. Mm. Like maybe two days ago. <laughs> That's okay. There's not a lot of surface area touching the floor, so that like might be literally fine. Well, see, that second. was my point with the little yes. piece of cheese. Yeah. As long as it's that wet, you're good. I don't know. I'm still going to eat that piece of bologna if I okay. drop it. <laughs> oh, God. That's so nasty. I'll just oh. rinse wet. it off. Oh, well, it's, it was wet. Use so hot water. I'll just rinse it off. So, so I have a political oh, question that gross. I think you can get. Okay. In Polk County... Who has been the biggest all-time vote-getter? Which politician has been the biggest all-time vote-getter in Polk County? Grady Judd. I think that's a very easy Yeah, that's a real easy one. Got to be Grady. Yeah. So as I think anybody who follows local social media knows, last week Grady Judd celebrated his 50th anniversary in law enforcement. Right. Well, not not only that, at the Polk County Sheriff's Office. At the Polk County Sheriff's Office. Exactly. Congratulations. 50 years. 50 years. So in order to prepare for a series about that, our reporter, Kimberly Moore, decided she wanted to spend a day with the sheriff, and he let her do it. She spent July 6th with him and saw all kind of things from the kind of routine morning administrative meeting with his staff to ceremonial stuff to actually going to a crime scene where there had been uh, a couple people who who died in a car accident. Goodness. Um, and if you read the series, it's all there. It's uh, actually it was kind of their fault, but that's a different story. Right. Um, anyway, the five-part series started on Thursday, which was the actual 50th anniversary. And uh, let me go real quick through the five parts. Parts one and two have already run. Okay. Part one is as a child, Grady Judd knew he wanted to be sheriff from the age of like three or four. That's kind of his ambition. That's the only thing he thought he was going to do, and, and he did it. Mm. He's been in, been in that office for 20 years now. Part two is about closing adult businesses. He assesses the previous sheriffs, uh, including the infamous uh, Dan Daniels and, uh, and Lawrence Crow, who he learned a lot from and liked. It was kind of interesting to me that he compared how uh, introverted – Lawrence Crow was to how ex- he didn't tell how extroverted he is, but basically that's how he started doing all the TV stuff is because Crow didn't want to. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, Grady helped out there, and he's kind of a media star now. So we skipped the weekend. We don't get as much traffic on the weekend. Part three runs today. It's going to be about some of the controversies he's been involved in. Body cams is one, juvenile detention, and his first priority is protecting children. 
part four is about becoming a national uh, figure. We've got pictures of him with at least three presidents. Yep, three, Carter, Trump, and Bush II. Mm. Uh, and uh, talking about coping with deputy deaths uh, during his career. And part five is he's celebrating another 50th anniversary this year, and that is his marriage to Marissa. Oh, nice. And talks a little bit about his family life. And I know family is important to him. I know. Yeah, so those are the five parts. That is awesome. Yeah. So you said two have already published? Two have, yeah. So when does three publish? Well, here's the thing. It's going to publish right this second. I just hit publish. <laughs> wow. Look at that. It's magic. <laughs> We're on the ground floor of everything. So if you go to LakeLinnell.com, you're going to see part three. That's the one about the controversies, body camps, et cetera. It's true. If it's happening in Polk County, it's happening on uh, <laughs> There program. you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. Mm. That's what we're all about. Uh, so I, I imagine that you've uh, you know read all of uh, Kimberly's notes and everything, and yeah, you know yeah, her yeah. previewed her stories and all of that. Um, I spent the weekend uh, finishing the editing on it. So yeah. yep. Did you uh, find anything in any of the five parts that surprised you? Did you learn anything about Grady Judd that surprised you? Well, there were a couple of things. Well, I mean, I knew he really worked hard, but this guy is. More of a workhorse than I imagine. He's up at 4.30 returning texts and up till like 11 o'clock at night uh, reading journals. They'd be up on what's happening in law enforcement. Um, I thought I worked hard, but he makes me look like a complete slacker. So <laughs> wow. that was one thing. The other one is— uh, I need of, more sleep than that. Ah, me too, or at least more downtime. I mean, well, you know, yeah. I want to be asleep right now, actually. But you know, one thing about Grady, he's <laughs> one of those. <laughs> Grady's one of those people who he is an extreme extrovert. He gets his energy from being with people, and so I guess that gives him lots of energy. That would that would wear me out, but yeah. it apparently keeps him going. Um, now, the other thing involved his most famous quote, and. Mm. Um, you probably remember anybody who's back here who lived in Polk County in 2006 probably remembers when there was a, a killing of a deputy, Deputy Matt Williams and his canine DOG. DOG. Yeah. Um, hundreds of LEOs were in the manhunt trying to find the uh, the, the, the suspect, the, the killer, a guy named <laughs> Angelo Freeland. Yeah. Um, and then when they finally fought found him they shot him 68 times and the family was sort of wondered why did you have to Use 68 bullets. I mean, it doesn't take that many to to, to get rid of the uh, the threat, right? Mm-hmm. And um, so a reporter later asked Judge Judd what he would tell people, wondering why Freeland was shot 68 times. And the quote was, I would tell them, I guess we ran out of ammunition. Mm. So that became famous, but it also sort of became misquoted a lot. In my mind, he said all the bullets, and mm-hmm. I think a lot of people say that. Yeah. I actually know somebody who for a while thought they were going to do a website about all of the famous quotes from J- Grady Judd. And one of the uh, domains they registered was allthebullets.com. Mm. Turns out that would have been the wrong domain. Yeah. Um, but the other thing that surprised me about that is that it wasn't all the bullets. Yeah. And I may have known this at the time, but if I did, I forgot it. The FDLE did an investigation. What they found was that uh, Freeland was shot 89 times, but the nine uh, enforcement officers who shot still had 400 rounds left. So it wasn't anywhere near all the bullets. Right. So anyway, but I guess it was a memorable soundbite, right? Yeah. So that was Grady. Yeah, and uh, that is him. 
series continues uh, for three more days. It runs through uh, Wednesday, and don't have to find somebody else to pick on. Yeah. No, he's uh, 50 years. 50 just, years, yeah. It's hard to wrap your head around that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the other thing that's interesting, it did talk about how he, um, you know, works these crazy hours. But when uh, when Kimberly talked to his sons, they remember as a uh, – when he was younger, when, before he was sheriff, he was an officer rising fast in the department. But he did work more of a 8 to 5 kind of schedule. And I actually do remember – gosh, this was years ago. My daughter was – and a Pied Piper's production at Lakeland Community Theater. Oh, back when uh, it was called Pied Piper. Exactly, wow. back okay. when it was called Pied Piper. She must have been, I don't know, maybe eight or nine or ten. And Grady had a son a few years older in the production. And, you know, we were just two dads sitting in the back of the auditorium waiting for rehearsal to, to end. Um, so I guess he did have a little bit more free time back then. This would have yeah. been, I'm sure, 30 years ago. Mm. <laughs> I'm trying to think when. All right. I first met Colonel Grady Judd. Yeah. Um, Lawrence Crow was still the sheriff at the time. Um, we, I was a news photographer at Channel 8, and we went to Bradley Junction, oh. where Colonel Judd was getting his head shaved because he had lost a bet with some <laughs> school children uh, for something. I don't even remember what I it was it. for, but it was some sort of charitable thing. And uh, so, yeah, that, that was uh, the first time I ever met Colonel Grady Judd. Well, you know, when I came to Polk County, it was 1982. I came here as city editor of the Ledger, and one of the assistant city editors mentioned there's this guy at the sheriff's office. He's about 29. Name is Grady Judd. I think he was a captain at the time. He said, watch him. He's going to be sheriff one day. Mm, and Sure enough. Sure enough, yeah. I mean, even back then, even at the age of 29, people in the community knew he was going to be the top dog. Mm. That was pretty amazing. So do we have time for one more thing? We absolutely we do. This was uh, something that uh, I've got to admit we didn't write. We should have, uh, but the, the ledger did. So I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it to yeah. make sure people hey. know about it. Attribution is fun. It's good. Yeah, yeah. they do good things uh, every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the road diet, South Florida Avenue in Dixieland. Uh, mm. I know a lot of people hate it. Uh, even the people who like it, there's one thing that they probably don't like, and that's the concrete barriers. They're pretty unsightly. Yeah. People misunderstand them. I think people think that they're supposed to mark off a – some people think they mark off a, a a bicycle lane, which they don't. It's really supposed to show where they might be some – sidewalks one day once they get the thing built yeah well anyway what we found out on monday last week was that no matter what the city and the state decide on how they're going to align florida avenue we're going to have those we're probably going to have those concrete barriers for another five years yeah i saw that i don't think anybody ever i, I think the city commissioner seemed pretty surprised when they heard that right. i don't think they imagined that it was going to take five years to Get everything sorted out. So even if they decide, they're supposed to. The city commission is supposed to make a recommendation in August or September. I think August. Yeah. About what they want the lane alignment to be, where there's going to be, you know, three lanes, four lanes, how wide the sidewalks are, that kind of thing. And then it goes to the state DOT to decide. But even after they do that, um, what the city commission learned is it takes about five years to do the all the planning and designing. Oh, uh, what do you call it, the uh, construction, getting right. the funding. It takes about five years, so we are going to be seeing those concrete barriers for quite a while. Um, right. 
So, you know, uh, Mayor Mutz heard that. He was a little bit disappointed. He asked uh, the staff if there's anything they can do to shorten it. Maybe yes, maybe no, but it's really out of the city's hands. It's really a State Department of Transportation I issue. Bet, yeah, so, I get it. Anyway, um, that mm. was, I guess, kind of distressing news, but mm. one that I guess we need to know about. Sure. Uh, so. Let's take a call. Good morning. You're live on Meme the AM. Who's this? Uh, this is Gary. Just uh, going back to Grady real quick. Uh, yeah. When he was a colonel, he uh, taught, I think, policing in America over at uh, Florida Southern. He was one of my teachers. Okay. <laughs> So, just another feather in his cap. Was he a pretty good teacher? Yeah, yeah. Excellent. I mean, he's a very personable guy. I mean, yeah, if, you, oh, yeah, if yeah. you've ever met him. Yeah. Thanks, oh, yeah. Gary. <laughs> Have a good one. Yeah. The, the article did talk about what it's like going to a restaurant with him, and I, it would be difficult for somebody to say, like my wife, and maybe for his wife, because everybody wants to talk to him. It's like you're going to Reese Cliff when. The vice president shows up, which yeah. I guess happened a year or two ago, yeah. three years ago. But, uh, yeah, that, that that would be hard. But I guess if you've got that kind of personality that you really just enjoy engaging, then I guess I guess he likes it. I suppose. Uh, I, don't <laughs> I don't think that's your personality. <laughs> no, I take not. it that's not you, what you would like. <laughs> not me either. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure no. <laughs> In my case. Anyway, but uh, yeah, we're I guess we're, we're thankful that uh, we have uh, Grady Judd as our sheriff. So, yeah, he's yep. definitely made a name for himself. Got a national rep- reputation. Yep. The name of the AM. Barry Friedman is the editor and founder in chief of LakelandNow.com. Please go to that website, LKLDNow.com, for all of your local information. There's a calendar of events on there as well. Sign up for the newsletter. Get uh, all of the local information that you need right there. Barry, thank you. See you next week. Welcome with me now to the program. He is the mayor of our fine city, the mayor of Lakeland, Mayor Bill Mutz. Good morning, Mayor Mutz. Great to be with you this morning. Good morning. Always good to see you. Very happy uh, uh, you got to uh, go visit uh, with your family. I love Uh, those grandkid visits, and I like coming home. Yeah. Sounds good. Now, uh, Barry was telling us a story this morning about slabs of concrete on South Florida <laughs> Avenue uh, that uh, you guys not too happy about how long they're going to be staying there. Um, we were shocked. Yeah. Um, and so um, I, I'm the one who asked the question, actually. And I think you could have pushed all of us off of our chairs <laughs> with one finger. Um, and we're currently following up on that yeah. uh, to see if there's any acceleration opportunities. And there may be. And so um, but. When you think about all the infrastructure that has to go in underneath for the drainage and all those kinds mm-hmm. of things, and you start to go, oh, yeah. And you realize in the engineering that takes place, I said with enthusiasm, if it sounded like engineering. <laughs> I mean, like engineering <laughs> that takes place that makes that, that work well. Um, yes. Uh, you understand how it gets delayed. But the having the blocks of concrete is the issue. And mm. the reason those cuts are there are for water drainage so that yeah. you don't go very far before water can cut in so that we don't have hydroplaning on the three lanes that are left. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I suspect that we'll find that's kind of where we land, where we do the existing lanes, wider sidewalks, trees, uh, bike and, uh, walking paths, but we'll see. Well, that was my next question. Uh, I, I know there were like multiple options of what to do. Um, Who's deciding? Well, the commission will make a decision on that at some point in time when we get the scope of what we have available and the timing that it's going to take. And and we don't want to delay on that now that we know that we have this kind of time frame to contend with. 
uh, and it's probably going to be something. And I'm never shy about guessing. It's probably <laughs> going to be something around option two would be my guess. Yeah. Which, if you saw that uh, of those ten options, allows for pedestrians and bikes. You know, you have a nice corridor, safe corridor there. Still keep it three lanes. Um, we work on the left-hand turn uh, uh, opportunities and. Uh, the goal, and this is hard for us to all think about, but the goal is not to improve the amount of traffic that goes through there, but really motivate people to want to go another way if they're going through town and not through on Florida Avenue. Mm. And so you really don't, you, you want an intended bottleneck that revives retail in that area as well as slows down speed because of the nature of its having it be more of a a commercial residential feel with the trees and the boxes and all that kind of thing. And, I, and that'll get accomplished. That's a lot. Wow. And so yeah. if you just open a hall that would make bikes and, and pedestrians go through, you're going to spend at least $2.5 million and, wow. and go through a ton of approval. So that makes going underneath an existing bridge opening really yeah. positive. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, and, you know, the Lake Wire. Uh, uh, so all those are steps you have to take one at a time and what, whichever is next. How mm-hmm. much of these uh, projects are uh, going to be involved with this budget that you're trying to look at today? Really none of them yeah. uh, affect that other than uh, the what has been finished, which is an example, again, is Mirton. Yeah. So you have some need for more coverage. You mo- we want to put 8,500 people downtown. You know, that number starting to grow. We have more employees downtown, which is the goal. Yeah. And we want to continue that go- growth and goal. And so you have to have enough coverage for that. And LDDA needs, which is our downtown development authority, needs to make to have somebody that they can direct to. And I think that's important for them because it's difficult if you're having someone around the entire Munn Park area. Um, if it's always only LPD, if there's another need for that person, you can't direct it. And LDDA members really want to have someone they can uh, absolutely make sure stays in their area all the time. He is the mayor of Lakeland, Mayor Bill Mutz. Mayor Mutz, thank you very much for uh, visiting with us. We always uh, love to see you and uh, we'll, uh, are happy when you get to come in. Love being here and can't wait to go budget. And that wraps up this week's edition of the program. Thank you for tuning in and join us again next week for Polk County Today.